people at Casa 1910 Cigars built their entire brand around the Mexican Revolution, which, all right, admittedly, is not something you see every day. But what's interesting is that in smoking this cigar, I always figured that it would be something that was just a little sweeter, a little smoother, and yet I'm met with something that is much more, hey, I would like to punch you directly in the face. Now, it could be me, but I don't think it is. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. This is the Casa 1910 right here. Mexican San Andreas Maduro with Mexican San Andreas in the binder and the filler, which I found to be a very unique, unique, strange way to build a cigar. Now, this is really a Mexican Puro, right? Mexican all the way through. It is the most odd, interesting flavor profile off the off the off the first that I've come into Fingers Malloy in a long time. Well, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it because when you when you were doing the intro there and you said, I'm getting hey, I thought you were gonna say, hey, like, hey, not like the what the horse saying, is saying, hello. Right. That's what I thought you were going with, which I, was, I thought to myself, wow, that's not at all what I'm getting. No, no, <laughs> not getting it, hey, at all. This is a six by 54, which means it's six inches long. Tee. And 54 is the ring gauge. So that's the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. Tee. A 64 ring gauge would be a full one inch around is what it would be. Now, there is no hay on this cigar. Whenever I see Mexican San Andreas, whenever I feel Mexican San Andreas, I get an idea of, of, a, of a bit of sweet. A Mexican San Andreas wrapper or within adds a little bit of sweetness. And what I've seen it as, Fingers, is almost, it's not gimmicky. So, so we're clear, Mexican San Andreas wrapper is not gimmicky. But there's been so much of it lately, it's like it's the new hot thing, right? Mexican San Andreas. So every time I see it, I'm like, eh, I'm... All right, I'm going to give it a go. Right, not afraid of it, but I'm like, wow, you see it a lot. Never seen it like this. Um, this, in terms of the binder, the wrapper, and, and the filler, this cigar does have a nice bit of oil to it, but there is nothing smooth on this wrapper whatsoever. Bumpy, veiny. It's not even that I object. It's just when you look at it, it's like, man. That is something that your grandfather used to smoke right there. Yeah, it, no, I I agree with you. There's nothing objectionable about how it looks uh, or how it feels in the hand. Feels good in the hand. Got some nice heft to it. Uh, you know, we're in the first third right now, and to me, I got pepper right away. There's, there's some other spice to it, and uh, there's wood to it. I'm not getting any sweetness from this stick at all. No, neither am I. What is one of the, I think, flavors that's going on here is uh, it's uh, this is the way uh, the only way I could explain it, and I have no other way to say it. It's kind of musty. There is a um, very uh, big, almost. It's going to sound awful. There's almost like a manure smell to it. But what it is, it's like it's like a rich farm earth uh-huh. is, is a better way to put I should have said it that way. It's a rich <laughs> farm earth. 
uh, a flavor to to this cigar. And there is a pepper blast or a spice blast coming right through the middle, right on down. The way you describe that, a, a rich farm earth, you get that before you even light it. Right? Did you notice that? I didn't actually. No? I didn't. I didn't do a pre-light on it. I didn't. I didn't. But I've been. I was doing some other things. Uh, but did you? Did you? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. The other thing too that is really noticeable about this is, man, what a nice, easy draw. I mean, it's it's really pleasant. It's it's it doesn't. It's not too tight. Got some nice smoke coming off of it. Uh, you know, we just lit it, so we're just in the first third, but it's burning very evenly. Uh, so far, it's 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 not what I was expecting, but it's enjoyable. No, no, the, the the draw is absolutely working. This wrapper, by the way, is a five year old Mexican San Andreas. Um, the construction is solid; it feels right in the handle. It's got very very good balance, but it is a. I was expecting a sweeter, chalk more chocolate based, may, maybe even you know a, a lighter earth to it. And it's not what I'm getting. I'm getting this sweet farm <laughs> mixed with mixed with like like this this weird red pepper shot. Okay, is is how it's going. And I can't even say that it's problematic, but holy cow, is it different? So my question to you is: Say we aren't at a you know blend bar cigar here in Indianapolis, and you're at home and you're looking around. Uh, while you're smoking this, what do you think would pair well with this? So the, uh, there is no bourbon I can think of that would work. And I'm not so sure if I'm going right to coffee. There's a part of me that wants to pair this with a red wine. Mm. That wants me, that wants to pair this with, with a, a pretty dry Cabernet. Okay. Um, just something about maybe I could find in a red some of that farm life <laughs> that exists and therefore it, it could pair up because right now I can't, although I'm, it's clear that if we're going to do the Casa 1910, we have to do a tequila. Maybe there's a Resposado or an Añejo that we haven't tried yet that could match up to this in, 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 in style. But it's here's the other part. As, as I'm kind of hemming and hawing through the thing, the MSRP on this fingers Moy, is this in your humidor at sixteen dollars a stick? I don't know if it's in my humidor, uh, but I would definitely check it out at a local lounge. You want me to save different. you? You want me to save you? Okay, this is absolutely not in your humidor unless you've smoked it and you really, really, really want it. It's not even that I'm, I'm bothered by the flavor profile. It's just so different than what I was expecting. It's just $16, man. Yeah. $16. I don't, I don't, boy, I don't know. It's different. I think that if you find it at your local lounge, it's worth a try. If you're you thinking, I want something completely different. Well, then there you go. But in my humidor, I'm, I'm really not sure at that price point. At $16, there are many other things that are ahead of the Casa 1910 Tierra Blanco. What we can tell you is that it's kind of 
kind of it. Wait, I shouldn't say it's kind of. It's definitely unique. It's totally not what I was expecting, and it's smoking beautifully. Yeah, it's smoking clean and all that jazz. The draw on this, uh, super super easy. You need to check. As always, you need to check it out for yourself because you may find these are flavors that you adore. That Mexican San Andreas throughout. That Mexican Puro, the Casa 1910. Uh, uh, I believe it is the Tierra Blanco. I believe I'm reading Blanca. Tierra Blanca. There we go. Maybe I'm reading that right. I'll double check myself. No, I've got it right. Tierra Blanca. So as we know, Fingers Malloy, most people are getting ready to watch the Super Bowl if they haven't already watched the Super Bowl. But what they forgot is that when the Super Bowl, I'm sorry, the big game, the big game, please don't sue me, Roger Goodell, when the big game is done... They've got to get ready for Valentine's Day. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that is Fingers Malloy right there. And you found the top 13 candies to try this year for Valentine's Day, and you pick some up. And that's number one on the list right there. Uh, I'm opening up right now. It's Reese's. Reese's. Peanut- yes, not Reese's. Reese's peanut butter hearts. Oh. So I'm very interested in this because, as we all know, as far as the Reese's family of peanut butter cups, the Easter egg is by far the best of the bunch, right? Is that right? Oh, it's got the perfect ratio of chocolate to peanut butter. Doesn't the cup have the perfect ratio? No, not enough peanut butter. What? Oh, no, the the Easter egg from Reese's, it's, it's beefy. It's big. It's girthy. It's a whole Girthy. thing. Yeah, why not? Is that on your Tinder profile too? <laughs> um, my problem is, is that I'm not going to have one. What? I want one. Well, you're, you're afraid it's going to go straight to your thighs? It's what is gonna, this? It's going to go to somebody else's thighs. It's not going to be good. Um, you know what? If I'm going to have any of these, I've already got my eyes on one. Okay. And I'm going to do it. But you're going to do it. You're going to immediately oh. eat one. Look at that right there. Look at that beautiful heart. It's a very elongated heart is what it is. It's not like, like, like a squat fat one. That is a... An, <laughs> what? Nothing. Is that what I said? I said, go for it, Fingers Malloy. Do that. You want to split it? You want to split a heart? That's a no. That's a no right there. Chew sure. on a heart. We can, we can split it. <laughs> he put the whole thing in his mouth. Look at you. How happy are you right now? Admittedly, Better than the egg. That, thank you. Thank you, because I'm not with you on the egg. I think a regular peanut butter cup is, is is fine, right? I think the egg might be too much peanut butter. There, I said it. Wow. Unpopular opinion. Uh, too much there. But this is the standard, and this is fine. This is world-class candy right here, chocolate and peanut butter. But the one that I'm looking at, well, you know what? I'm going to save the one I'm looking at, because on the list is also the Sour Patch Kids Sour Hearts. And this one is black raspberry. Are that you, has got to be terrible, right? I, I, are you a blue raspberry fan? I like a blue raspberry slushy, a blue raspberry slurpee, a blue raspberry kaboom. I, I like all of that. I'm sorry. I don't know what the, that is. Oh, I'm feel. Oh, are they gummy? Is that what these are? Well, you've never had a Sour Patch Kid before? I'm not a sour kind of. They're like a uh, kind of guy. They're like a gummy bear. But oh look at that! Oh my God, the sugar! <laughs> I smelled it and instantly started producing insulin. You don't you um, don't want to split this, do you? No, no, no. <laughs> These are tiny. All right, I'm doing it. All right, he's going in. Oh, oh God! By the way, pairs great with a cigar. 
it's is I mean it's it's basically the size of a nickel is 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 where it's at oh that's oh oh it smells like everything grape from your childhood <laughs> I don't even know how it's black raspberry okay here I go um, do I do the whole thing uh, well yeah okay what is it like on the nose it's like <laughs> It, it, it's like grape Kool-Aid before you add the water. Like if you were just to snort it all in, I'm which getting, I don't suggest. On the nose, I'm getting a hint of marzipan. You're not. Oh. <laughs> he, uh, he, he put it in uh, the corner of his mouth uh, like it was a uh, piece of gold and he me. was an 1890s oh. prospector. Oh. <laughs> I think he likes it. Uh, he ran outside to spit it out. So, oh. I'm taking. Okay. Oh. To be fair, I'm thinking you're not. Oh. A f- you're not a fan. So, oh my god. Okay, well I gotta try it. You, you, you listen. No, no, no. I don't think you pitch. have to. That's- I don't. I don't want. Oh, that's insane. People eat that. Hmm. I can't believe you're eating it. It's good. What? It's black raspberry. Which, oh. I don't know what that means. Oh. Oh, oh look at you. Oh, dear Lord. Here, you can take these home to the children is what you can do. They already have a box. But oh, I'll, no, I'll, no. That, that's, no, that's, you take that's those right there. And then uh, then we've got... Um, all right, so these are the Brock's Large Conversation Hearts right here. Now, these are like the old-fashioned sweethearts, right? Yeah, they are, except... You know, as everything else in America, it, it, they've gotten bigger over time. Right. Remember the old hearts that you used to get when you were in elementary school and they were the size of your pinky nail? These things are the size of your thumb. All right, so these have different messages on them, like, uh, soup's cute. <laughs> I swear to God, that's what it says. Soup's cute. Soup's. S-U-P-E-S. Okay. Not super. Soup's cute. Here, you, you take one. And then I'm going to, what does yours say right there? On the conversation heart starter. Die in a fire. That's uh, rude. No, it says it says totes. Mine says totes. <laughs> How does that start a conversation? I don't know. If I walked any, up at, to anybody, I was like, totes. <laughs> Would they be like, yeah, I'll date you. Like anybody? I don't know, but you know, uh, it's it's been a while since I've been. Ah. Do you st- are, they, are these a sucking candy? You're supposed to no, chew you these? chew it. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I felt it break my teeth. You went in. Something else I can't eat. It's chalky. Dude. Dude. Here's the one I waited for. Now, that wasn't on the list. I just happened to run across that. Oh, this is not on the list? No, it's uh, not. The list is up at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. The Be My Valentine Nutty Buddy... Ten bars individually wrapped. Now it looks like it's it is that white chocolate, Tony? A little bit like a strawberry thing going on. It's a yeah. thin way, it's a thin, thin wafer thing. Um that looks good. It's 120 calories, fingers Malloy. Oh, I, I don't well, care. Forget it. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't eat the other stuff, so I'm entitled to do this one right. This has got to be good. I like how you, t- you tore a piece off. Yeah, I did. Because I'm a gentleman. That's why I'm oh, he's going in. He's doing the Memphis Munch. I don't know. It's um. Is it supposed to be strawberry? 
I believe so. There's a little bit of peanut butter in there. And it's also um, kind of flavorless. And I'll eat it. I'll eat it. Mmm. It's wonderful. This needs a little more sweet. That's what this needs. I would like to see little Debbie do this with an ice cream. This one right here? Yes. Little Debbie will do it with an ice cream. She'll make that happen. So little Debbie I, has ice cream. Can I pose the uh, eat, drink, smoke question of the week? Yes. What did you get your sweetheart this Valentine's Day? Let us know over at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Oh, I thought I was supposed to answer that question. Oh, well, you can if you want. Love. Ah, see. Love. For me? A lot of love. For me? Oh, in a vacuum. For me? Time. Because really, time is our most precious asset. It's amazing we're both in long-term committed relationships. <laughs> how is it? How has it lasted this long? Um, we've got the list of uh, Valentine's candies that'll be up there at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. And we're here to help you this Valentine's Day to make sure you do it right. Got so wrapped up in the conversation about humidor's fingers, Malloy, that we forgot news of the week. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Uh, for, for the radio people, Super Bowl, sorry, big game right around the corner. Valentine's Day right around the corner. For the podcast people, big game's over, and you may have uh, missed Valentine's Day, in which case we've reminded you, and you just realized you're single. Well, I think part of the problem is for a lot of people, Every day is Valentine's Day. Aw. You're not one of those people, right? Uh, no. Didn't think so. Fingers below. Hit me with some news of the week. Well, Tony, uh, we like to. <laughs> I, I, I'm You're not so resigned. Go, uh, well, we do what we can to keep people up to date as far as what states are doing with their cigar tax. Uh, and there's a proposed bill in the New York state legislature that will seek to raise taxes on cigars from 75%, which is already the highest in the in the nation, to an all-time high of 95%. What's going on in New York is flat-out criminal and dangerous. And this is what happens when people who know nothing play in this game. They're, they're all anti-tobacco, but what they are is anti-cigarettes. What they do is lump everything in because they never once actually ask themselves what is a premium cigar premium cigars are referred to or what that means is we're talking about the hand rolled stuff the stuff that comes out of nicaragua the stuff that comes out of honduras the dominican republic that takes hundreds of hands to make where the tobacco is not only grown it's plucked and then each thing is done with care as opposed to things like cigarettes which are machine rolled the other difference is is that a cigar is not inhaled Cigars toast the palate, but there is no inhalation. So you don't have, and the FDA studies show this, you don't have the health risks that exist with cigarettes or other inhaled products. Can you argue that there's a risk? Sure. I can argue there's a risk about walking out of your house in the morning, <laughs> Fingers Malloy. Right. So I don't want to hear that somehow there's an extra risk. But what they do is they say, oh, tobacco, we have to get rid of smoking. And then they engage these onerous, nonsensical Brutal, awful taxes. This is gross. Yeah, and part of the nonsensical messaging of the whole thing is, uh, you know, the narrative, we've got to keep tobacco out of the hands of kids, which, of course, we all agree on. But premium cigars are not marketed to kids. 
and the idea that they need to raise taxes, uh, I mean, 95%, that's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but to keep premium cigars out of miners' hands, we all know when we were seventh grade, eighth grade, we didn't look at our buddies and say, you know what, let's get our hands on some premium cigars. Never happened. Never happened. And kids don't go into cigar lounges. They can't afford them. We're smoking a cigar right now that is $16 MSRP. And Fingers and I are like, yeah, it's $16. It's not in our humidor. Kids aren't buying these products. It's just not happening. And these taxes destroy mom and pop. It's already very difficult in New York. And they're making it impossible. The numbers just become outrageous in terms of being able to... uh, to affordability and when the mom and pop business goes out how is new york better off right and the other thing too is okay this is just new york it's very important i know a lot of people around the country are saying well why are you guys focusing on new york because this is what you need to focus on is what other states are doing because other state legislatures are are watching what's going on in new york right and you don't want to see them start to pattern their behavior, their legislative behavior on states like New York when it comes to cigars. We aren't interested in the politics of the state. We're interested in ensuring people have the information about what's happening regarding an activity they enjoy. Because this is about impacting your ability to enjoy. And yes, you've got to be able to know what's going on so you know how to properly engage these conversations and fight these things. And this is something worth fighting. It really is. The, the, the argument here is, of course, it's better if people don't smoke. They never once do the breakdown of what it is they're actually discussing. They don't look at data. They aren't interested. It's this, it's this low-hanging fruit. And it's one of, the reasons I, I, one of the reasons I find the whole conversation so ugly is that they never accept the fact that when they say, we're going to tax this more, tax this more, uh, like they did with soda. They tried to do the soda or they'll yeah. do it with, with certain foods. Taxation in this way, when it's utilized like this, is a punitive attack, right? It's, it's, it's meant to do harm. It's meant to stop you from a behavior. It's an attack on the poor. Yeah. What you're telling is that what you're telling people of a lower or middle class is that they can't enjoy a cigar. The person who is rich or wealthy or upper middle class, however you want to put it, they can still afford cigars. And they're going to buy cigars from online as opposed to the retail shop. So it's putting your local tax base out of business. The damage done here is, A, a, a an insult, an attack on people who don't make much money, and then an attack on entrepreneurship because you're telling these businesses, get out of town. But, oh, if you order it online, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, and on top of it, if you are someone who has the ability, the money to be able to, to buy several cigars, you know, a lot of cigar Smokers like to buy their cigars in bulk. So if you live 50, 60 miles from another state where you can hop the border and and go find cigars in a neighboring state that they're taxed at a significant, uh, significantly less than what New York is, you're probably going to do that too, which again hurts your local mom and pop shops. Or you're taking, uh, you're taking what would be destination tourism. What's the tax on on cigars in Florida? Penny? Or there may be no tax, and Texas is a penny. I always get it confused. 
Uh, but you'll go down there and be like, Whoop. let me again with that. <laughs> let me let me buy a hundred cigars. All right, I'll, I'll fly. I'll ship them back to myself. Right. You don't think that's gonna happen? Of course it's gonna. It's gonna be cheaper in the long run. And if you're in New York, you get to go to Florida for a few days in the winter. That doesn't suck. It does not suck. This is this is awful stuff. So we're keeping our eyes on it. It, it is it is abusive. It is unnecessary. And it's an important, important fight to have. Next story, fingers below. Talk about other things that are awful. Uh, North Korea has scheduled a major political conference to discuss the urgent task of improving its agricultural sector, a possible sign of worsening food insecurity as the country's economic isolation deepens amid a defiant nuclear weapons push, according to <laughs> I was, was going to make a political joke, but the truth is it's, it's correct. Possibly, North Korea should stop killing all the farmers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, that's cutting to the bone. And some people are going to say that that's so overtly political, but it's also overtly factual. You have a society that cannot thrive. You have a society that wants a fealty to Kim Jong-un more than it wants to be able to grow beets or whatever grows in, in North Korean soil, which is not necessarily prime soil by any stretch of the imagination you have to allow people to go out there and grow and you have to engage this not in, in, a, in a way that says and we're going to take all the food from you doesn't really inspire people to actually give it their best and you can't then say hey we don't like how you handled something so you get locked in jail or you get killed when you're the guy who knows how to grow the food well it also makes you wonder how much or how much uh help they're still getting from China because China's going to start hurting as well. There there have been reports that we need to be start uh, to be concerned about uh, fertilizer production from R Russia and, and Ukraine and how it is dramatically going to lessen because of the Ukraine war and that could completely change the landscape of agriculture uh, really worldwide uh, to where you know there there may be some food shortages overseas. How much help is North Korea getting when it comes to their agriculture from from China? Uh, and it, it's, does some of this have to do with fertilizer as well? It ha well, with North Korea, you have to blame it on North Korean politics sure. and North Korean communism first. The fertilizer issue is already being felt by farmers right here in the U.S. and everywhere else. China will have its own issues in growing food, and that will have impact. And if... North Korea can't get fed and the people start getting upset. That's bad news for them because Kim Jong-un will respond with a violent hand and he will saber rattle to get other people to feed his people without risking any kind of world war issues. This is multi-layered. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. So it's official. We've gone full hack. Oh? Fingers, we're doing chocolate whiskey because it's Valentine's Day. That, is this what we've become? What, no longer do we have an exacting standard of the finest bourbons and, and rye and tequilas and rums in all the land. Maybe some off-brand, interesting, peculiar beers. No, no, no. Chocolate Whiskey? Yeah, it's a theme show. I can't wait for our Easter show where we do Easter egg whiskey. 
It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is the one and only Fingers Malloy. This is from Ballotin, B-A-L-L-O-T-I-N, BallotinWhiskey.com. This is their chocolate whiskey, 60 proof, Fingers Malloy. No? No applause? No applause uh, right there? They do a series of things. Peanut butter chocolate, chocolate mint, caramel turtle. This is the bourbon ball right here. Then they do a chocolate cherry cream, a chocolate mocha cream, and then a chocolate peanut butter cream. Fingers Malloy, I think we might lose our man card. Now, to be fair... To be fair. You and I have both, I believe, reviewed bourbon cream before, and we liked it. We have reviewed a maple bourbon cream from the people at Hard Truth. We have tried some other stuff, but that's been about some basic conversation and, and not necessarily the focus of the show. I don't know what to think of us. Really, specifically you, because you picked this. Listen, it's Valentine's Day. Again, for some of us, every day is Valentine's Day, uh, but not when it comes to drinking bourbon. But for this particular day, this particular episode, this themed episode where we had little Debbie... Me, be my Nut- Valentine, yep, nutty, nutty buddies. buddies. Why not pair it with some chocolate whiskey? So this is, as I said, 60 proof, 30% alcohol by volume, which is why it's not a bourbon, right? You, you can't be 60 proof and be a bourbon. So this is a blend of chocolate and whiskey. Remember, all, all bourbons are whiskeys, but not all whiskeys are bourbons. That's the way that goes right there. Can I go out on a limb here? I haven't put it on the nose yet. I bet it's going to smell like chocolate. Actually, it's not a bad nose at all. Much less chocolate than one would assume. It actually, there's actually a touch of oak on there. Uh-oh. That's crazy. Uh-oh. Someone's starting to sound a little happy. And the color of this thing is is actually an amber uh, when, when you look at it. I mean, to me, that has uh, some serious notes of red, probably the chocolate that's in there. And just not getting to a full-on brown. You have a nice little nose. But you have to really stick your nose in there, in the Glen Karen. Yeah, I mean, 60 proof. I mean, it's, it's not going to uh, overwhelm you by any level. And yes, we are using the Glen Cairn glass, which is that oddly shaped glass. Uh, you know, it rests on the foot and then it bows out and comes back in. It's meant to focus the nose and be able to really get the flavors out of it. Is it weird that I'm picking up more vanilla than chocolate on this? Oh, I don't get vanilla. Uh, you get vanilla on that? Yeah. I don't get vanilla on that at all or in any way. But it's nice. It's a nice, nice, simple, simple nose right there. Uh, this is Ballotin, B-A-L-L-O-T-I-N, the bourbon ball, which is a blend of craft chocolate and fine whiskey. Fingers Malloy, you ready for this? Not only have I been ready for this all day, Tony, happy Valentine's Day. And to you, my sweetie Boo Bear. He's taking the sip. He's doing what's known as the Kentucky Chew, moving it around the palate and then getting a, a sense of where the flavors are. Sometimes you want to do two sips. First one to set the taste buds. Second one to really get the flavors. Fingers Malloy, where are you with the Ballotin whiskey for Valentine's Day? Because we are people who love. Okay, here's the deal. If you just <laughs> sit back to, and, and say to yourself, I want something sweet. Uh, I'm not thinking of... Uh, I'm going to have a bourbon or a whiskey, but I just want something sweet after dinner. This is wonderful. This is very good. The chocolate is there, 
And again, I'm getting a little hint of vanilla with it as well. And maybe just a touch of oak. It's really good, Tony. But I always lean towards the sweeter stuff to begin with. So I think if you get out of your head that you're, you're okay, we're doing whiskey and you're just going to have something to drink, something sweet, that may, may have a different, you may have a different mindset. All right. So I'm doing this. This is the Ballotin Whiskey, uh, the Ballotin Bourbon Ball Chocolate Whiskey, 60 proof, fingers Malloy, to you. And to yours. To me and to mine. He's going in. He's doing the Louisville Lip. The Memphis Munch. Chocolate Chomp. The Chocolate Chomp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, son of a gun. It's good. Yeah. I'm like almost disappointed. (laughs) Oh, that chocolate sits right on the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. Just sits right there, middle. There's absolutely no heat from this oh, thing. Oh, I didn't even bother Ooh. going sting and <laughs> tongue and all that stuff. None. Um, oddly enough, the after, the, 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 the finish is almost a touch citrusy, which is kind of interesting. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, expecting that right there. Okay, this so is, this, is, this is yummy. So what do you do with this? Um, do you drink it straight? I don't think you put any. I don't think you put it on a cube. I don't think you put any I, water. Part in of it. me wants to add half and half. Like, I can see that. Does this become your version of of a White Russian? Right. All of a sudden, you're the Big Lebowski, and this instead of Kahlua. I could see that. Yeah. I don't know if it'll push through though. I gotta try it. You're, you're gonna. Got, you're oh, gonna order some half and half. Uh, yeah. Of course, I'm gonna do that. I'm, what I do for this show is. Is nonstop. Well, I've got some half and half in my bag. I don't think I carry it with me all the time. Really? Right, like Rafi with a pocket dog. You got some pocket <laughs> half and half right there. That's a league reference. Very nice. I'm here for you. That is not bad. That is not bad at all. And what I think works is that it isn't overwhelming. It isn't trying to present the chocolate so forward that you're you're into. Those gimmicky places. What you're into is just, it's good. It's good. Wow. You know, we talked about this last week with the Tom Bullock's uh, orange. The burnt orange the burnt bourbon. Orange bourbon. In a milkshake, I think this would be great, too. See, the difference between this and the Tom Bullock's, we didn't even know what the Tom Bullock's was. It was like, this looks cool. Let's try this thing. That is a burnt orange bourbon, right? Real, real orange, almost in a... In a, in a candied orange kind of way. It was so high in the concentration that with vanilla ice cream, making a, a cream sickle out of it, perfect idea because it's going to shine through. I don't know if this shines through enough because this isn't as sweet. This is actually a little bit muted, which makes it just fine for the sipping. And I don't think I mind a cube, but I am going to get a, a, a rocks glass. I'm going to fill it with the rocks. I'm going to do half of it with half and half, and then I'm going to do a a, a, a jigger, uh, an ounce and a half of this, and we're going to see what we get. Okay, so we did the uh, Tom Bullock's last week, the burnt orange bourbon. I think that was 80 proof. This is 60 proof. Uh, next week, Everclear. We have to go the whole oh, is that other it? side of yeah. the spectrum. Too bad I'm not going to be here for that episode. <laughs> I always try not to be around for the Everclear episode. The question, Fingers Malloy, is, is this in your liquor cabinet? I will have the price for everybody coming up. Oh, that's a tease. They call that in the radio business a tease, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you know we're professionals. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. 
So, Fingers, we are here to prepare people for Valentine's Day, and nothing says I love you quite like bourbon and cigars. Sha-la-la-la. Maybe a grill. Sha-la-la-la. Brisket. Sha-la-la-la. Oh, and uh, 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 the, the, the sweet love of somebody you care about. Do it. Sha-la-la-la. There it is. Dietrich Smoke, I'm Tony Katz. And that is Fingers Malloy. But some people, shockingly, Fingers Malloy, shockingly, hate Valentine's Day. What? They find it a sin. A sin? Well, I, I guess that's what they find it. So, so these are, according to the people at Washingtonian.com, the eight gifts for people who hate Valentine's Day. Practical gifts, perfect for those who don't celebrate. I, I want to see if you can uh, find the problem in the sentence. Practical gifts, perfect for those who don't celebrate. Well, why are you giving gifts for people when you're not celebrating that is the correct. occasion? That is correct. If someone doesn't celebrate, don't get them a gift. They don't need a gift. It is unnecessary. Get them nothing and tell them to like it. Yes, absolutely. I. This is uh, one of these things. Every once in a while, Tony, uh, we come up with a list. We find a list over at Eat, Drink, Smoke list, and... We say to ourselves halfway through, what's the purpose of this list? What? We do love a good list, and we love hating a good list. Yes. So this should be fun to go over because I love giving gifts to people who don't celebrate the occasion. Number one on the list, ice cream and booze. Yeah, but that works for anything. You can give somebody ice cream and booze for Arbor Day. It's just fine. <laughs> you don't celebrate Arbor Day? Well, you know how I feel about trees. <laughs> I love to plant a tree every Arbor Day and then uh, chase it with some ice cream and booze. Second on the list, a fancy vacuum. What does that even mean? Well, clearly <laughs> it means a Dyson. It's, okay. I, it I, only means a Dyson, maybe a shark. It's not a vacuum that's dressed up in an evening gown. Right. <laughs> it's fancy. <laughs> it's a vacuum, but in heels. <laughs> of course, the unsexiest of all gifts, a portable desk. I don't know what to do with that. I, who gives anyone a desk? Forget, forget about... A, a, you have to be someone that... Uh, this, this needs to be a gift that people request. Otherwise, you're not just going through a store thinking, I wonder what my uh, husband or wife would... Oh, a desk. That's wonderful. Do husbands go out on their own and buy their wife a desk without their input? Here's the, the, the issue with the portable desk. It's the idea of you're, you're, you're in bed, but you still want to do some work. So oh. you're sitting up a little bit. Okay. And you, oh, what did you think it was? I, okay, now I see what you're saying. It's portable. It's portable. You can take it anywhere. And, and, and you set up there. I see this as an issue because if you're in bed, why would you want any more impediments? I would argue that less things in the way would be better. But you're not celebrating Valentine's Day. So what difference does it make if there's a desk in front of you or not? Because the day after Valentine's Day will come, and you might celebrate that. No, there's that. And this desk is in the way. I lashed I can't right on now. I'm working. <laughs> I lashed right on the desk. I was like, who's, who's going out and buying their <laughs> wife a desk without asking their input? Number four on the list, 
of gifts to get someone who does not celebrate Valentine's Day, which doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't get them a gift. A very cozy blanket. Literally how it is written, Washingtonian. <laughs> you, you paid somebody for this list? <laughs> you paid someone for this? This is nonsense. A very cozy blanket. What makes a blanket a very cozy blanket, Tony? Um, I don't know. I don't know what makes someone uh, make something very. I don't like, um, like the velour felty fleece. Fleece. I don't like fleece, and I don't find that to be comfortable at at all. I, I like a blanket to be cotton. I like it when it has stitching. I like the way that like that ta- that tactile kind of kind of feel. Yeah, this is to me is not. You know what I like? Fleece in a, is not cozy or comfortable. You know what I like in a in a blanket? Pigs. Pigs in a blanket. That's that's what I like. I like pigs in a blanket. That's that's a gift that keeps on giving. It's it's like we're doing the show for the very first time. That's that's what it's like. Here's a here it is. A forty ounce mug with a handle. What the This is the silliest thing ever. Again, I'm reminded that you don't buy somebody a gift. If they don't like Valentine's Day, but we, you, but the other way also matters. You don't buy uh, someone a hundred gifts. The people who think Valentine's Day is about well, you have to get me this and you have to give me that and you have to do this for me, you have to do that for me. Why don't I have enough of this? Why don't I have this? The whole day has to be about me. Uh, the only thing maybe you should get that person is a divorce lawyer, <laughs> right? No, I when you said the mug. Of course, I immediately went to beer mug in my head, like one of those giant beer mugs. But the photo that they used, it's one of those mugs that you put like a cold coffee with the straw in it, and it looks it looks plastic. Yeah, I nothing don't... says I love you like a plastic mug. But really, this whole thing about gift giving is a society that says gifts equal love. Uh, my wife is so ardently opposed to this concept. I will tell you for the first long, long time, we never got each other a gift for Valentine's Day. We don't do birthday gifts. We just, we just don't. We, ne- we, never, we never have. Part of it was, you know, when we first got married, we were as broke as broke could be. So there, there was no money to do such a thing. But it's just not the thing that, that moves her. And, I'm, I, and maybe it's because of my own relationship. I look at other people. I'm like, I don't get that. Gifts equal love. If gifts equal love, I, I admit I look at I look at people like that. I think that's kind of sad. Well, Americans are going to spend over twenty six billion dollars on Valentine's Day. That's this a year. mind scramble. That's nuts. I don't know. To me, it feels like once you have kids, the focus turns to the kids. So, I bought a ton. See, of, I, I got a problem t- with that too. I, I, no, I mean with the with like the Valentine's Day oh, and stuff gifts. like that. The gifts, I. Get the kids a, t- a ton of Valentine's Day candy, and the focus is on that, and, and not. I mean, I, I mean, I thought you were going to the larger point that sometimes people have kids, and then people's marriages—they no longer focus on each other; they're only focused on the kids. I find that to be frightening. No, I'm just talking about like you mentioned birthday gifts, and and you know, days like Valentine's Day. It's like, oh, take whatever money you're going to spend on your significant other, and just focus more on the kids than than that. Because I, I know in my case, every day uh, with me is a gift. It's not. But I, I spend a lot of time with you. That's how I know that. A gift is always nice. All the gifts is super weird. 
But if you're not celebrating, you get nothing. I, I like the idea of a day to remind somebody that they matter. Right? I think you should do it more than just one day a year. But conceptually, I like the idea because I like what it, how it kind of sets the mind and sets the nation. We think that these things matter. We think that caring about another person matters. I think that's really, I think that's worthwhile. I, is that sappy? Is that me being sappy? A little bit. That's yeah, okay. Well, I, I like it every once in a while when Tony Katz shows his sensitive side. Yeah, well, you go to hell. That's... That's and, what, and that's, we're back. There it is. Brought me right back into reality like a Thanos snap. Women go crazy over a sharp-dressed man. I've, I've heard that once on the radio. So, you know, here at Eat, Drink, Smoke, we like to help people out as far as what you, you should wear and what you shouldn't wear. And apparently there are 30 horrible things men wear that women hate. We now do fashion? Why not? It's about time, Fingers it, Malloy. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. And... Uh, as you know, Tony, people look to me uh, for fashion advice. Right. I am a fashion plate. Everyone knows today I'm wearing my best uh, Harley sweatshirt. You are, and it's, it is fine. And when he's not wearing his best Harley sweatshirt, he's wearing his best Harley button-down. And when not his best Harley button-down, his best Harley t-shirt. And when he's not wearing his best Harley t-shirt, he is just bare-chested showing off the tattoo of the Detroit Lions and the tattoo that reads, Mom, buy me a Harley. Mom, buy me a Harley? That's what it says. I must have been really drunk when I got that. Well, you know, one can hope. <laughs> so uh, MSN.com compiled a list of things that men wear that, that women, women hate. They don't like it. They not only they do not like it, they hate it, Tony. So they despise it. Despise it. They find it a Shonda. Yes, uh, whatever that means. Uh, Shonda, I, I went to school with a Shonda. She was very nice. Huh. So these are 30 things that women hate. And uh, I, I don't think we're going to go through all Do you 30. you have any particular order with these? Just going to go right down the list. Tight jeans. I get it. Tight jeans are ridiculous. Anything too tight might look like a guy is trying too darn hard. Guys so. try too darn hard. They, they do. Is the metrosexual thing over? It sure seems that way. Well, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, it, there, there's a difference between taking care of yourself and, um, well, taking care of yourself. <laughs> wow. I, I can hear the emails happening right now. And where can everyone find you? Uh, I believe you can find me at fingers at eatrinksmokeshow.com. There it is. Uh, thank goodness tight jeans are, are, are out. But that's the thing when it comes to the, like the metrosexual stuff. There's, you know, grooming, which you would hope everyone uh, should, should do, uh, be well-groomed. But then there's like the other stuff that I never understood. I, I never, I'll never forget. I was with a group of, of friends of ours, and they were all shocked that I don't moisturize. And I didn't know moisturizing was a thing. What do you mean moisturize? Like using the lotion, like on the face and the hands. Oh, and I, the, I do use it on my hands. My hands are dry. I'll use hand lotion. But apparently you're supposed to moisturize. That's what this group what, of our like, friends like, like said. In the morning, you're supposed to wake up and immediately yeah, engage face. some try, kind of hydration ritual? Yes, exactly. And I, that was new to me. I had yeah, no that's idea. New, that's new to me. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. I don't do that. Next. Socks that do not match shoes. How would you know? Well, a lot of people now are wearing, they, they roll up the jeans. We used to call them high waters back in the day, Tony. 
Is, is this what they did in 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 Sagan Awesome? Yes, yeah, Sagan Awesome. You do the French roll of the jeans. Remember that the French cuff? Oh, sure. Yeah, you roll those up, and people could see your socks. Right. Um, it, it was very Eddie and the Cruisers. <laughs> the dark side's coming, and nothing is real. But apparently, uh, women hate it uh, if you wear them uh, when they don't match your but shoes. But again, what is so, what do you mean match the socks? The shoes match the belt. The socks match the shirt. That's the way it's supposed well, to go. Well, uh, for instance, uh, you know, in, in this piece, and we'll have this posted over at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com, they got a guy, he's wearing really short, tight jeans, which apparently women hate, and then he's got brown shoes with really bright yellow socks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture, too. Um, yeah, yeah, you should not date that guy. And speaking of things that women hate to see men wear, uh, especially if they're getting on a plane flying first class, flip-flops and socks. It's not just women. <laughs> it's not just women. Don't bring flip-flops onto a plane. Do not do it. Control yourself. Control your urge to be a moron. What, what about slides? So here's a great story. You, you know I'm Jewish. People know that I'm Jewish. My youngest is at synagogue the other day helping with some event and sends me a text and the text reads, there's a kid here wearing Yeezy slides and I don't know what to think. <laughs> so Yeezy, Kanye West, uh, his shoes that he used to make with Adidas, he no longer does because Adidas dropped him. And Kanye West went on this insanity of he's going death con three on the Jews and he's hanging out with anti-Semites like like actual verifiable certifiable uh, anti-Semites and I get this t- what what what's happening here and and look to each their own man kid bought the shoes he's gonna wear the shoes but like I get it was like a that's so odd and peculiar then again I think that those slides are really weird they're really weird looking shoes but they're the slides are comfortable. Are they? Yeah. Do you wear slides? Yeah. No, I prefer if, if I'm if I'm at the beach, I prefer a flip flop. Ah. I want the thing between my toes. Oh, I hate that. I can't imagine wearing a flip flop. The thing between your toes is in there with socks on. No, it's very difficult. That doesn't That's sound comfortable at all. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, women hate it when men dress up as a teenager. They want their men to be men, not dressed like boys. What does it mean to dress as a teenager? You mean like jeans and a t-shirt? Yeah, well, thanks to social media, it's easy to get lost in the latest trends, but dressing up as a teenager will only make you look foolish and immature. So, you know, I guess you're looking at a 35, 40-year-old dressing like a 17, 18-year-old. You know, dress as you want to be seen. One of the the people who discusses this, and it's it's so odd, but it's so awesome, RuPaul. Oh, the famous drag queen RuPaul discusses the fact that when he's not in doing doing that, always a suit because you dress to impress, you dress to the part, and it's a real. It's kind of fascinating hearing it from him on that subject. But it's one of the reasons I wear suits. Um, it's it's uh, one of the reasons I don't wear, for example, Harley hoodies. That hurts. Mm. Uh, uh, you know what also My work hurts. Here is done. Uh, women and their feelings when it comes to men is when they wear wrinkled clothing. Well, that just shows you don't care. And, and it, it, it says much more about you than anybody else. 
It is a challenge, though, especially when you're traveling. I get the spray that you can spray on clothes, and it takes the wrinkles right out. I'm terrible at ironing. Oh. I'm I'm the worst iron. I could do the I could do the front of the shirt and the back of the shirt, the sleeves and the collar. It's it's a train wreck. I want to practice. Practice ironing. By the way, when do you wear anything with a collar? I wear lots of collared Harley shirts whenever you know. Oh, you do. You do have a couple collared Harley shirts. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You win this round. Too much cologne, Tony. Yeah. Also, too much perfume. Really? It should be a compliment. It shouldn't be the meal. <laughs> so, so women don't like it if you uh, rock a third of an ounce of Dracar as you <laughs> we walk in. We knew it was going to be Dracar, <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> Everybody knew it. The first thing people went to is, they're talking about Dracar. <laughs> Some, uh, growing up, uh, I knew a kid who wore uh, gray flannel. Do you remember that scent? Gray flannel? No. It was very, very distinctive. But I, I was a Dracar kid. Yeah. I was Dracar. Uh, last one, Tony. Uh, tank tops. Tank tops while on a date will only make a woman cut a date shorter and then block your number. I can't imagine going on a date wearing a tank top. I mean, it's for the gym. Yeah. So unless the date is at the gym. Right. I can't see that. But what if it's summer? Like, what if you're at the beach? Can you wear it? The answer is no. Again, dress the part. Put your best foot forward. Don't be lazy. Guys, don't be lazy. And I'm very happy to hear that women aren't accepting the laziness. That's what will really change things. You accept garbage. It's all you're going to get. It's pure on track. So uh, to sum up, if you're going to uh, the beach for a date, you can't wear a tank top with flip-flops with socks and a lot of cologne. Right. Right, you can't do any of that. Can't do any of that. The Casa 1910 Tierra Blanca cigar, sixteen fifty is that MSRP. It's a, it's an interesting flavor combination from that Mexican puro. You're 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 gonna try it and make your own decisions. But the Balatin chocolate whiskey, is fun. Twenty three to thirty dollars a bottle. It's abso- absolutely without question in the liquor cabinet. Absolutely have a wonderful. Valentine's Day. Enjoy, enjoy it all, and uh, and and don't be afraid to say I love you, unless you don't mean it. In which case, don't say it because that's only gonna get you in a heap of trouble. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Follow Eat Drink Smoke on social media on Twitter at Go Eat Drink Smoke on Facebook Facebook.com/slash Eat Drink Smoke and Instagram at Eat Drink Smoke Podcast.